0: conversation with Bruce and Jody, a podcast where we talk about being a big guy in today's world. I'm Bruce. And I'm Jody. Here we go. Here
1: we go. All right, here we go. All
0: right,
1: here we go. Here, we go. here we go. Hey, Bruce. Jody. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I, um, I, I wrangled up a piece of news this week that uh, I think is going to um well it's gonna it's gonna change our uh our lives for those of us who are always (laughs) at home okay okay i'm excited for this yeah yeah so uh before i jump into that we should probably just throw out what the the topic this week that that we're covering here because it is one that is near and dear to both of our hearts Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it
1: is why do so many big and tall brands fail
0: yeah and it's kind of a mystery, but we have a few things that we—not um, little tricks, but little things that we've noticed over the years with yes. different brands that maybe th- some things that they've done or not done. So we're gonna yes. share some some insights on that.
1: Yes, it, it is a mystery, but luckily you're listening to the Big and Tall Detectives, <laughs> and we've Ooh. got this down. Ooh, right? I like
0: that. I like that. Maybe we could be we could start a a, a true crimes podcasts those (laughs) are really popular
1: i don't know they they are they are we'll have to (laughs) we'll have to look into that okay okay all right all right so right into the news we're gonna we're gonna start with this so uh you've heard of the company bosch they make a lot of like home electronics Mm -hmm. and all all sorts of different things bosch Mm -hmm. has been around for a long time well they have created something it's it's going to be out soon that is going to change the game for those of us who are stuck at home, it's called the Bosch Fresh Up. It is a handheld, detergent-free device that can remove odors from clothes while you're still wearing them. So, if you're listening to this and you're in your you're on your your eighth day of those uh, uh, joggers, this might be your your product, the Bosch Fresh Up. So. It, it looks like like a, uh, like a case, like a sunglasses case is what Gizmodo says. Uh, it says it's like a glowing case for a pair of sunglasses, but it's actually a battery powered portable device that uses room temperature plasma. It's a gas with some of its molecules or atoms missing electrons to break down the molecules responsible for the smell of dirty clothing. So it's like a lint brush. It can be dragged across the garment and uh, it won't cause damage. I won't leave it wet or damp so it's immediately ready to be worn. they estimate it takes about 30 seconds to clean a problematic area like you know armpits and such your nethers okay, yeah. and about two minutes to clean an entire shirt so uh now it's not left completely clean so obviously this is not uh, you're not going to get a replacement for right. actually washing don't, but. don't throw out your washer you got to keep it <laughs> you can you can they have an example they say you can slide it back and forth across a chocolate stain and that stain isn't going anywhere but it can make dirt that's invisible to the naked eye also invisible to the human nose so this is one of those things that i don't know if you're if you're wearing if you got i don't know maybe maybe a shirt that you put on or some joggers you put on when you're hanging around the house and you maybe you maybe something you sleep in I, i i don't know i don't know there's something here yeah good for
0: <clears throat> i'm so, looking at the they have an indiegogo page that i'm looking at
1: yes and they uh they got it uh they got funded from what i understand or they're close yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. uh sorry yeah so 94 uh, percent of the 500 per goal so yeah
1: so so they're they're close to it they're close to it uh you know not that bosch needs yeah. indiegogo money to make this work but apparently this is one of those things where they're trying to be sure that it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, needed that people mm-hmm. are going to want to buy this. And I, I have a feeling this will be one of those things that people will buy and not talk about, you know, yeah, like, uh, you know, everybody has a fresh up and they just don't, uh, they don't talk about it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, if you think too much about it, eh, yeah, it's a little
0: gross kind of, it, it but I, it, it may be good. Um, once we can start traveling again mm-hmm. for, you know, people that, you know, just need a quick freshen up, you're traveling a lot or whatever um business people or whatnot or like you said we're just maybe need a quick freshen up on your shirt or whatever right for your zoom call or something i don't know I'm just yeah right. i just i'm not quite sure i understand the technology but i'll have to read this and the power yeah. plasma which I, yeah i'm like what
1: right right it's it's got a rechargeable battery it's good for 60 minutes of <laughs> of de-stinking on a full charge and it can be topped up with a usb cable so it's uh great for traveling if you know i mean that that's actually a great use case if you're traveling for business or something and you can't always Mm -hmm. uh uh get to a laundromat and you just need to i don't know freshen up a uh, button down or something like that then uh you're going to be able to do that this will give you that option so Uh, ships sometime in may you can pre-order it now for uh the low low price of 222 dollars yes low uh, low price yeah right right so uh apparently that is a discounted price it says Mm -hmm. um
0: still save 35 percent with the early
1: bird yes so instead of a funding goal the campaign will only be realized with 500 backers and at the time of uh gizmodo writing this article they were up to 82 percent. obviously now they're at 94 94 yep at yep. the time of this recording so yes there you go if you want to de-stink without uh getting in the washer there you go i'm actually curious what people think about this now that they're hearing about it like i i don't know that i'd pay 222 dollars for it yeah for
0: that price i probably not i was like oh maybe i would try it but i'm like no
1: right i'm not a uh
0: like you know maybe fifty bucks maybe a hundred i don't even know, but
1: right i
0: don't i would rather just wash it i don't under a hundred under a yeah. hundred
1: is where is where i would probably be comfortable mm-hmm. i mean i don't even know like eighty five dollars no probably yeah not i'm close. just like i don't know yeah well if you if you're planning on getting one or if you're one of those early backers, let us know we want to know maybe we're missing something here you know
0: mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to watch the videos later
1: <laughs> yes yes so uh that is all the news that i have do you, yeah. do you have anything or we don't i don't need? really
0: there i was just i am kind of been caught up in the that big ship that's stuck in the suez canal <laughs> i literally yes. thought it was a joke at first and i was like how how does it get stuck and i was right. like oh it literally like ran aground it's actually then, stuck yeah it's actually stuck <laughs> and they're like i don't know doing yeah. all this stuff i'm like I'm like can't you just put it in reverse and right. uh, i don't know but now but i was looking at it and there's there is of course in Florida, yep. there was a boat fell off someone's like um trailer and was blocking the, a highway. <laughs> and everyone was like the Suez Canal, uh, you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah. But I just thought it was nice. kind of funny. I've been I'm you know worried about import and export stuff. So I don't have Certainly. an order out there right now, but it's like it's backing up lots of stuff right now. So it's it's crazy. There's it's already crazy. a shortage of things, there's already Supply chain issues, and now they're a big boat. Black in the way. (laughs) It's just like, okay.
1: It's crazy how dependent we are on all of that, and especially on that specific canal, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's interesting to watch. And you don't realize, I I guess, unless you uh, research this stuff or happen to see some of these ships, how big they are. Oh, yeah. Huge. So, well, yeah, those, I mean, those contain, the one, like one
0: container is huge. Right. Like, I, you know, you see them, like, wherever they're, like, on the back of a truck. And then they've got, you know, thousands of those on the I'm just like, oh, my God. Right.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, beer time. Woo! So, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago that uh, I went out and picked up a bunch of uh, beer from a place that you had recommended I go. And I I went to this Mm -hmm. place, and it was like a beer wonderland. And... (laughs) I wanted to make sure that most of the beers that I got were from countries or uh, or at least states regions that I had not tried beers from. Okay, yeah. so today's beer uh, comes to us from Israel. Ooh, nice. Yes, yes. So, uh, uh, Netanya, Israel, and mm-hmm. it is called Maccabi. Uh, what is that? All malt. Yeah, all malt. See, in the camera, it's backwards for me, so hopefully when (laughs) this comes out, it's not actually. It's fine for me. Maccabee All Malt, and it is a premium quality uh, uh, finest barley selection. So um, it looks like a pretty straightforward, uh, basic, you know, malty beer. Malt, liquor, beer thing. So uh, it certainly smells like old stanky beer. So. You know, I don't know if that's a point for it or against it. Sometimes I like those. So let's let's see. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Doesn't have much
0: uh descriptors in here oh. on the untapped.
1: Oh man, that is uh oh that's straight swill. Whoo! Man, that's um okay. if you want a real basic old school beer, I mean that's what this is. And and I'll tell you, I drink a lot of beers that are not the basic thing, so um you know what i'm all right with this i'm all okay. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh man five percent alcohol uh i'm premium quality it's it reminds me of uh when i was you know when i just turned 21 and i'd buy like old english and you know <laughs> yeah it's definitely it's definitely right right around there it's that kind of funky i would say it's a little more a little little more uh quality not quite as uh Haggard is those, those mm-hmm, those beers, mm-hmm. some of those beers are rough. So. so,
0: I did find a little descriptor. It says, smelled skunked, mm-hmm. very malty with no notable hop bitterness. Agreed. Uh, Semi sweet, full bodied with lighter carbonation. The aftertaste is similar to a Kolsch.
1: Overall, you know, yeah. this is better than expected given the smell. It is, it is a little Kolschy at the end. That's surprising. I didn't really connect that, but yes, I, I get that um it's this is not one that i would drink regularly i think this is probably a one and done for me yeah i'm glad to add it to the list but it's as far as i'm gonna go
0: yeah well like you said it's nice it's fun to try something from somewhere different you know
1: yes yes so i'd be curious to try other israeli beers they actually that
0: um that brand has a bunch of different ones when i was looking it up in untapped there was all kinds of them i was like wait what
1: So it makes me wonder, is this, is Maccabee like a... I
0: think that's the brand.
1: Yeah, yes. But I wonder if it's like one of those, is it like a a low quality, you know, beer brand or is it like their Budweiser? Is it like, you know, I'm I'm always curious about that with different countries. So yeah, yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. see. Maybe I'll try a different Maccabee next time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I have... um, I got. I think I got this from the a local bottle shop just down the street here. Oh. Um, it's called Breathing Conversations. So it's got a big quote on here that I, oh, wow. I won't read. It's a really long one. <laughs> um, but it is a collaboration from Modest Brewing in Minneapolis and Finback Brewery in Queens, New York. Hey. Um, it says it's a New England IPA brewed with Pilsner malt, flaked oats, hopped, and double dry hopped with our hand selected citra citra cryo mosaic and mosaic cryo nice um i think it's a sort of a um like a blm collaboration there's a bunch of different breweries that are doing um this collaboration It has a big thing about um black indigenous people of color um, stuff that's going on right now so um
1: kind of like the the black is beautiful yeah exactly there yeah. was a,
0: there's a bunch of different collaboration or breweries that are collaborating on these um, okay. a global conversation about race and justice and equality to be the change we seek nice so
1: awesome all right well it, the last cryo hopped uh beer that i had was intense to say the least yeah this let's see let's um, see what do you think He's drinking it folks here we go his hair just caught on fire oh no. yeah it's well, actually yeah yeah flavorful is, that, yeah i'm like
0: it's it is pretty hot forward but it, it's I, I don't know how to describe that huh. citrusy wow. yeah it's like oh yeah grapefruity that's i'm like there what is go. that it's like a bitter but not but it's also sweet at the same time What's so that? Good. That hoppy punch to the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nice. That nice. double dry hopped. I'm not always a huge fan of, but I think there's enough hazy juiciness in there that it calms that down. Interesting. Um, so 6.8 alcohol by volume. Nice. And the IBU is not on here, so but it's good. I like All that right. one.
1: Well. Hey, there we go. You gotta you got yourself a good one. <clears throat> and and what what's the name of it again? It's called breathing
0: conversations
1: nice okay
0: awesome and there's a bunch of different ones in there so i had to get this one is from the modest brewing company and the brewing change collaborative okay nice take part in the conversation hashtag breathing conversations
1: Hmm.
0: all right perfect that's got a a bite yes we're checking in on untapped sorry that. A little pause we're
1: same i know we're both know. doing it at we're, the same time
0: and then trying not to talking.
1: uh yes trying <laughs> trying to do it uh yeah it's uh you you got to track your beers and if you if you're new to the podcast and you never heard us talk about uh untapped then you've been skipping the uh middle right and uh what we can tell you is that untapped is a beer tracking app and when you drink as many interesting and varied beers as jody and i do then it's very important that you have an application that tracks those because i sure i certainly don't remember what i drank back in 2012 so uh, luckily untapped does and uh, you can find our untapped list the beer list at uh, untapped it's uh, heavy conversation beer list and jody updates it uh, weekly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i just updated it right now so go check it out you can
0: see yeah. all the different beers that we've been drinking
1: and try and grab a couple yourself. There you go. <laughs> all right, now for today's event, the thing that we've all gathered here to talk about: why <laughs> do so many big and tall brands fail? And so, so for me, this is an interesting one because you know, through uh, you know, running a website that talks about big and tall style and. Uh, fashion resources and all that you get a lot of pitches from um, uh, individuals companies different brands that are uh, getting into this space people who want to offer something for the big and tall customer and um, over the years I've seen a lot that have uh, come up and and that have uh, tried to make it work and I would say um, there are a lot of those that haven't made it and uh, we want to talk about why they haven't made it you know it's it, as far as i think along the lines of this we'll be able to talk about why what needs to be done in order to make it work and mm-hmm. we've covered some of these things in the past before but right now one of the things that i'm seeing is uh you know we're we're here at spring 2021 and we're I, i'm seeing a lot of companies that are starting to reach out that are um they're, they're starting new initiatives they are Starting big and tall brands, or they are expanding their current offerings to extended sizes. And that's great. We want that. But yeah. there are a lot of things over the years that uh, we have both noticed. Yeah. That, uh, a lot of brands don't do and it makes them fail. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk through some of those today. And uh, hopefully, if you're thinking about starting something and you're listening to this, then uh, you can look at ways to. Uh, not make those mistakes.
0: Yeah. I mean, even at Bearskin, we, you know, we've been doing it now, wait, 2015. So like five, six years now. So we've been chugging along, you know, we de- definitely making mistakes here and there. So um, it's not that you can't stumble and make mistakes, but it's also uh, about learning from those mistakes and taking what people are doing successfully and building on that and tweaking it for your own brand or whatever, but um, I think one of the main um, reasons that a lot of companies fail is that they don't actually promote the fact that they're doing or specializing in big and tall. Um, Mm. You know, we aren't seeing the use of big models or we're not, you know, you're not actually just putting it out there to people and saying, hey, we now offer big and tall or we are big and tall. We these are the sizes we go up to and actually going up to you know five or six x like actually right. doing big and tall you know two and three x okay that's that's okay but that sure. literally is not even big and tall anymore like to me i feel like that's where it starts
1: sure why why don't we start with that i mean as far as unrealistic sizing you know okay. so yeah. so not having not offering you know a, a diverse enough size range to cover the big and tall customer that is definitely something i i hear what you're saying and uh in the past any time that that i've written something about brands that stop around two or three x uh you know you're, you're getting people who are like well i'm a four X. where's mine mm-hmm. you know or uh you know who are calling out the fact that there's not as much diversity uh in sizing. And you can see that from both sides. First and foremost, if you're a customer, you want clothes in your size, because there aren't a lot of options once you get over a certain size. I mean, really a lot of what I see with a lot of these companies is once you're past four X, the, the options, they go way down. And uh, something that I hear from companies that carry some of those, uh, uh, the the larger side of big and tall, the big or side of big mm-hmm, and tall, mm-hmm. uh, they say that they don't sell as much of that product. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. And I think we're gonna get into a few more of these mm-hmm. as we go along, but not having, not covering your, your sizing, you know, not having that size range is a big part of it. And also not being realistic about, you know, what is a three X? Well, how does that? How does that fit? What is what is that actually? It's like making sure you have a real size guide. And I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, like how you know it's not the same everywhere. Sizing is mm-hmm, not universal, mm-hmm. so making sure that you're doing it right is super important.
0: Yeah, I mean, every brand. Um, I mean, I I don't. I'm not sure how technical I should get or whatever, but um, you start with like a base size, and then you either scale up or scale down, there's like a fit size. So bigger, big and tall brands need to start on the higher end with their fit model or their fit, whatever, um, and actually not just scale up or down because you're not just adding inches in length, you know, like we, the first time we did our um, our scaling, like it was so bad for for bearskin. And like we got this pair of underwear that was literally like just and we're like, okay, uh, (laughs) just huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, um, right. But it's not even like that is not even a person's sizing, like the way that it was too long. Or so you got to really be tweaking that and having people actually try it on, you know, so you can't just take like a large, a medium or a large, which is normally where companies are there. That's where their sure. starting point is. And right. then scale it to a 6x. It, like just won't Bodies expand you, in different ways. Yeah, it just won't work size. that way. Yeah. And bodies are big in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like right. we we definitely at Bearskin um, had this issue where some guys have really big thighs. Mm-hmm. Some guys have really big butts. Some guys have no butt. Like right. some guys, you know, it, it's just like you can be big in different ways the way where you carry your weight. Sure. So it's, there's a lot that goes into that. And it's sometimes at a certain point it, you gotta be a brand. You can't be a brand for like everybody, Sure, literally. Like you have to find your spot and kind of let, I mean, that's kind of what we've done at Bearskin. Like there's people that are like, oh, I wear my underwear up on my belly. And I'm like, well, our underwear maybe isn't the best for that. Like, sure. you know,
1: so, sure. you so just knowing gotta, that, yeah, you just right. got to be like, well, yeah. Right. There are other options out there that might work mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You just gotta,
0: but that's the big thing is like having a fit model. That's bigger. That's where you need to start with. And then tweaking those size adjustments up or down. Right. Cause it can't just be like, it's always going to be two centimeters longer and then four, you know, four centimeters wider just every step of the way. Cause then you sure. get this crazy weird shaped pair of underwear coming out.
1: <laughs> right and and i think you really you hit on a really good point it it's that uh the companies that are the worst offenders with sizing i would say are the the ones that are using that are just uh, they're just upsizing based off of like a 28 fit model you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. 28 waste or something like that and they're thinking okay that 28 waste is going to fit a 48 waste the same way and that absolutely is not the case. So. Yeah. Uh, sizing is huge you want to take your time make sure that you are using real fit models make sure that you are thinking about bigger bodies when you're making the stuff so excuse me that's one big thing another thing that that you that you mentioned uh, earlier is uh, a lack of marketing so just talking about marketing in in particular there are a lot of times that companies uh offer extended sizes but they're not promoting them at all they mm-hmm. aren't they they aren't um they aren't putting anything out in i mean everybody everywhere on the internet you see ads for different brands you're not seeing them talking about big and tall or men's plus or extended mm-hmm. size you're just not seeing that so uh we don't know about it if the customer doesn't know about it they're not going to buy it and yeah,
0: i'm not going to well, go to your site and hope that you have right my size and like
1: click on each product and be like, oh, do they have my size in that? No. Nope. Oh, right. No, nope. totally. And I remember <laughs> having to do that, you know, 10 years ago when I was looking for things I would go to, there were major retailers that were doing that where it was even difficult to search on their websites for mm-hmm. clothes and extended sizes. And, you know, a lot of them have have fixed that, but there are still brands that will extend their uh, they're sizing or though they will move into the big and tall segment and they just don't promote it or they do a one-off marketing campaign and they expect that to be like the game changer. And it's not, mm-hmm. this is, a, this is an audience, the big and tall customer. They need more than just a one-off kind of thing. They, you need to be able to reach people. I mean, if you're doing marketing at all and you have a, uh, you know, smaller sized collection, then you know that the way marketing works is to continue doing it over and over and over Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. in front of people. So you can't expect that one campaign is going to work. And all of a sudden you're going to have all the sales. That's just Mm -hmm. not how it works.
0: Yeah. I mean, even at bearskin, we're constantly talking about the fact that, you know, we go up to six XL, you know, (laughs) it's a not, it's a pretty much everyday thing. And, um, and, you know, we get new customers all the time because of that. And it, you know, we're always pushing that back. So, right. And it, and it, it seems like a, for me, it seems like a no brainer thing to do. Yeah. And uh, I think we may have talked about this on a different episode, but I feel like some of the brands are not wanting to alienate their base customers, mm. you know, their, their quote unquote, normal sized customers. Right. To push their plus size clothing like they want to get the like good PR of like oh we offer plus size right but then not actually really do, do it the and then blame it on oh there's no customers there they don't want they don't right. actually want it and it's like sure
1: we tried but it didn't work yeah yeah
0: and I'm like but you didn't act, no one even knew right right that it was there like what
1: yeah you you have to do the work to get the word out uh you know and, that, and that's where uh, marketing is important. Partnering with uh, websites and podcasts that talk wink, about wink. these things, wink, wink. <laughs> you know, it is is important because you get out to this audience and you talk to this this customer and these people, you know, who are looking for these things. So there are a lot of ways to do it, and you really have to think longer term about your your goals around marketing and your goals around sales, but also how are you going to treat this customer? How how in are you on this? So, you know, there's a lot to do there. And that leads into something else that you mentioned, which is uh, a lack of real big and tall or plus size models.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that was a big thing for us. Like from day one at Bear Skin, we were like, we're going to use bigger bodies in our marketing. Like, because I mean, that was my, kind of my thing when you go to a department store for underwear and you look at the packaging and it's, uh, you know, four or five, six X. And then there's like this chiseled abbed guy on there. Right. With with the underwear on. And you're like, well, that's not how my body looks. So how is that underwear going to look on my body? Right. You know, it, it was just like a, such a disconnect for me. I was like, well, I don't even know what that's going to look like. So we are constantly searching for it's been a little difficult the past, you know, 12 months or so trying sure. to do photo shoots and whatnot. But um, we're always looking for big, bigger bodies to do modeling. And um, and people love it. Like our customers are always talking about the fact that they you know feel inspired and more confident just seeing that there are bigger bodies in our products. And it, they're like, oh, now I know what it's going to look like, you know, right. and how it's going to fit my body like it's a better representation and it just, it was like a, a thing that we were gonna commit to right at the beginning, so.
1: Yeah, it makes such a difference. I think one of the things that for for Chubster early on was, uh, you know, make sure that we can show that, uh, that displaying bigger models converts more sales because bottom line, you know, these are companies that we're writing about and that we're talking to and so it's they are looking at the money that can be made Mm -hmm. on these audiences so being able to show that if uh if a bigger model is featured wearing the clothes or using the products that a company wants to promote that the that they sell more that the uh the conversion rates are better and basically that means that uh, you can have less people see a product but more of them will buy it Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing, and that's that is something that uh, that every company is trying for. They want better <laughs> conversions. They want to sell more product, and if they can do it this way, that's more focused. Then great. And that was one of the things that really, uh, for for Chubster, really made a difference was being able to show uh, that kind of thing and being able to show how partnerships worked and uh, what having actual concrete numbers, mm-hmm. being able to say that okay, there's there's something obviously here that that this customer wants, that a big and tall guy is looking for. And we want to see ourselves reflected in media, in uh, marketing, in these catalogs, on websites, wearing the products that they're trying to sell to us. If they do that, people will buy the stuff. And it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of uh, making sure that you are featuring bigger models. And so that is also, there's another thing within that sometimes companies will try to use what they consider to be a bigger model. And it's not always the, I don't want to say the right kind. It's not always going to work well because they're still working with somebody who's like maybe an ex-football player or still is a big guy, is a big person, but isn't reflective of their average customer. So Mm -hmm. I'm short and wide. And I don't identify with the ex football player that was very prevalent at uh, big and tall stores for so long in the in all of their marketing. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I want to see someone who looks more like me in the Mm -hmm. in the marketing. And when companies think more about that and show people with different body types wearing their clothing, that helps them and it turns into better conversion. Yeah,
0: and I think yeah, you hit that. Um, It's the very like different bodies, Mm because Yeah, you can have the football player guy, but you also need the short and wide guy and then you need the big and wide guy to show because when you just have that one body type, it Mm -hmm. doesn't I I don't know in relation to anything else. How big is he really like? I don't know. You know, like he's just one person by himself, you know, six foot something, two hundred and something pounds or you know whatever but it's like you need to have the short wide guy the big wide guy the different body types to show right show me that oh okay i see that you offer the different
1: options totally yeah totally and and i think that leads into there there are a lot of other things there are a lot of details that we could mm-hmm. jump into with this but the 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 last kind of big thing that i have on my list is uh not understanding your customer you know there is for a long time, there was an idea that uh, men, and bigger men in, in particular, didn't care about how they looked, what they were wearing, uh, any mm-hmm. of that. And so they weren't interested in style. They weren't interested in having things that, uh, that helped them create a specific style. Uh, that has changed over the years, and we're seeing more of, you know, we're seeing more options, and we're seeing those kind of things start to come about. But it's still this understanding of what this customer is looking for and in a lot of cases you will see companies who are like we're doing big and tall now and they're doing like a big and tall polo which you know if you've been listening to the (laughs) podcast for any period of time the polo is the scourge of my existence Mm -hmm. but it's about you know offering different options, different styles, making sure that you have the same kinds of things that you're offering uh, more mainstream sizes but in extended sizes and yeah, absolutely. it's understanding what this customer is looking for. It's talking to them. It's, it's uh, uh, understanding the details about clothing. How should something be constructed? What is going to work to make this thing look better? You know, there's just so much and it's, it's really taking the time to understand that uh, looking at what's out there on the market that's worked and maybe what hasn't as well. And and just kind of going from there, if you know your customer, then you're going to have a much better chance of making this work. And that's not saying you're not going to mess up. I mean, like you were you were saying early on with Bearskin, you learn as you go along. And and it's it's about being smart. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely about being smart and knowing who your customer is. And that can change as you as you go. You know, Um, we you know, we constantly are doing um, they're like they call them customer avatar things where you drill down and figure out who is the guy because you can't market to everybody you have to find a person like bruce is my guy what does he do you know he he married with kids and likes beer and whatever you know like you got to figure out what is he doing so that you can figure out what clothes is he going to be wearing when he's doing that right you know there's a whole thing about lifestyle and what are they doing and yeah, there's a lot to it. And, you know, it really pays off to do that work. And it can seem very daunting at first because it was very scary for us. Like, I don't know who which I don't know which guy am I going after. There's so many people out there. Well, right. You got to kind of pick a couple and be like, OK, well, this is our this is our bearskin guy mm. and he does X and he right. enjoys doing what, you know, whatever. And. And then that leads into your marketing, like, what
1: what what's he going to be doing in your product so show your models doing those things you know right and don't play into stereotypes there it's very easy to play into the stereotype of the lazy fat guy who wants to watch football all day Mm -hmm. or who's Mm -hmm. into you know manly things i get a lot of pitches on manly things yeah yeah. i mean from you know different kinds of subscription boxes to you know power tools to Mm -hmm colognes to i mean all these things that are made to be manly, and yep. mm, yes that is that is a thing there is a segment there but that's not it and that is especially important to stay away from these stereotypes when you're looking at uh you know bigger big and tall or bigger guys i think uh what is considered masculine in 2021 is probably very different from what it was just you know 5 10 15 years ago whatever yeah. and so it's it's a matter of of really again understanding your audience and not just leaning into one thing i mean if the whole man culture thing is going to be your <laughs> your your shtick then yeah yeah great that could that can it work. works but, for people yeah but long term that's if you're trying to build something that's that's got legs and that is that's going to grow and is really going to work you know don't alienate a big piece mm-hmm. of your audience yeah cuz
0: for some people that really is off-putting and right. yeah so right yeah so there well, we go i think that those are some some of the you know overarching bigger concepts that we see a lot of um, yeah. we see a lot of brands making those same mistakes repeatedly and and it's like they don't understand why it's not working so, right. right um hopefully this has helped at least one brand or one person understand what they should do to um, yes. be a little bit more successful and bring us more big and tall products clothing whatever that we yeah. want to wear
1: right and if you're a customer of big and tall clothing that <laughs> is uh listening to this and saying yes this is it if there's something that you feel like should be added to this list let us know hit us up at heavy convo everywhere on yes. social so we're all over uh you can also uh find us on our website which uh, we gotta throw out there heavyconversation.com be sure to check that out lots of uh, uh really all of our old podcasts all of the old episodes all that good stuff so uh yeah check it out tell us what you think what should big and tall brands retailers designers be doing be thinking about that- Right now, we want to know. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Jody. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Heavy Conversation. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Podcast. <laughs>